sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. High fly ball to deep right field. Betts is back and clear the deck. Cannonball coming. Anchor down, says Brian Reynolds. That's number eight. The Pirates have the lead. It is three to one bucks. Fox puts it in the middle for Lafreniere. Back for Hino. And he scores again. Game six against Carolina. Hino scores twice in the second period. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. And welcome to Opposite Picks on this Thursday, June 2nd. I am Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to send a tweet, it is at Opposite Picks. You want to email me, go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Well, let the games begin. Let the fighting end. Break up the Pirates. Uh, where's the D? Welcome to being a New York stanky, crying wolf in soccer, getting an easy winner in tennis. Who needs sponsors when you got the Saudis' money? We'll get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and of course, uh, opposite picks all coming up over the next uh, now 57 minutes. Uh, ATT Sportsnet in Pittsburgh with the call, ESPN as well with the call as the Rangers draw first blood last night, and uh, Pittsburgh finishes off the Dodgers. How about that? Wow. I'm not sure which is more surprising. Uh, the Rangers scoring six goals or the uh, Pirates finishing off a three-game sweep of the Dodgers in L.A., no less. But that all gets pushed aside because after a four-day wait, the NBA Finals begins tonight. How about that? Boston at Golden State. Line is up to uh, minus four. Golden State uh, for the series still minus uh, 160. You know, there's different ways you can bet that if you're willing to lay your game and a half. So they have to win by six uh, or less and different this and that and whatever. But the bottom line is uh, Golden State's a minus 160 favorite, which I still think is a halfway decent price for a team that had the better record between the two and home court advantage. And, you know, to me, has the best starting lineup in the NBA. So it might not have the greatest superstars, but this is how I break it down. <clears throat> if I was going to take the best player, I'd take Steph Curry. If I was only going to grab one player. If I was going to grab the best two players on the team, I would take Tatum and Brown. I think those pair are the best two, no matter who you pair up with Steph Curry on the other side, right? But once it goes to the best three, if I had to take a group of three players— I would take the group of three Golden State players. I think the drop down from Tatum and Brown to Smart or Horford, however you want to go, is huge. I don't think the drop down from Golden State second to third, whether it's uh, Wiggins, whether it's Clay, whether it's Poole. I mean, they got five zillion guys over there that can put 20 points on the board in the blink of an eye. If you want to tell me who has the best group of four players, it's definitely Golden State. And then when you drop it all the way down to five, it's absolutely Golden State. So really, outside of the top two players, everything else to me sides towards Golden State. And because of that, I know that's kind of like weird thinking, but not not really. It's, it's, you know, who's got the best team? Who's got the best players? And to me, it, it's Golden State. They got the best player on the court in, in Steph Curry. No two ways about that. I don't care how good uh, Tatum is. 
And uh, as a whole, they have the best player. Their, their bench is deeper. They got six guys legitimately that could put 20 points on the board. You don't necessarily get 20 out of them every single game, but you have a number of guys. So I, I, I just think Golden State's the better team. I'm rooting for Boston. I got money on Boston. I had them at the beginning of the season at 35-1. to 1. I told you at the beginning of the postseason that Golden State was going to be the winner. They were 9-1 to 1 at the beginning of the postseason. I said they were the play. So I'm kind of sitting pretty no matter what happens here. But, you know, as a Celtic fan, I am rooting for them. But I think they will. You know, listen, I don't think they're going to roll over. I, I, I like Golden State. I think it's going to go the full seven. I think both teams will win one on the opposing team's home court. Although I do like Golden State tonight. Although, honestly, after watching Tampa Bay last night, right, if you're a Warriors fan, you, you know, your level of concern, if it wasn't high already, had to go a little higher. Why that, Scott? Hockey versus basketball, what are you talking about? Well, Tampa Bay was in a similar spot with Golden State. Hadn't played in over a week. You know, Rangers coming in after having to play on Monday. Now, the Celtics had at least four days off, but still, they you know, they were playing more recently than Golden State. Golden State's just sitting around, sitting around, sitting around, sitting around, <clears throat> you know, like Tampa Bay had done for a week and a half. And I don't think you could find a worse Tampa Bay game. Certainly not this postseason. That's for darn sure. I, I mean, they they were just horrible. Vasilevsky last night was was mere. He wasn't even mortal. He was bad. So if that's the repercussions of sitting around for a week and a half, if I'm a Golden State supporter, eh, I, I would be a little leery about tonight. You know, can't you see it? You know, uh, after sitting around for a week and a half, Golden State loses, you know, in the rust. And you can, I can hear the players already talking after the game. Yeah, well, you know what? We didn't have our legs. and It took one game and we'll be okay. And, you know, I really can hear and envision that. But that said, Ultimately, I think Golden State's the better team. So, but I, I do think Boston can win one. But I just don't think it's going to be game one. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe Golden State wins big, and, and Boston is able to win game two. Uh, so I like them laying the four, uh, and then I like them in the series, like I said. So I think that uh, you know minus uh, one twenty three factor for the Celtics. I, I like I said yesterday. I don't think that's going to play a role, or at least I don't think that's why the Celtics are going to lose. But you know, you have to acknowledge the Warriors have one hundred twenty three games of Finals experience, and the Celtics have none but I just don't know if the finals if there's any more hype on the finals than the Eastern Conference finals I I, I really don't so that, that's why I'm not putting a whole lot into that but Golden State and Boston we get underway I look at some of the props we got the hockey we got the baseball stuff we got all of the good things that we do 844-843-6879 phone calls as well SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Miguel hits a fly ball to left field. Tagging at third is Hayward. The catch by Yelich. Here comes Hayward. He will score the winning run.
You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. 844-843-6879. Toll-free telephone number. Uh, Marquee uh, with the uh, Morrell Sackfly winner for the Chicago Cubs last night in the 10th. And then uh, <clears throat> ATT Sportsnet with a call with the Rodgers at 2-1 homer as the Rockies do get the split in their uh, – Doubleheader with uh, the uh, Miami Marlins. Wacky game, uh, 13 to 12. Think about this. The Marlins scored uh, 26 runs in two games and walked away with a split. (laughs) That's Colorado baseball for you. 14 runs in the first game, 12 in the nightcap, and all they're able to do is go one and one. Wow. Uh, Crazy. How about the Pirates last night? Beat the Dodgers again, 8-4. to Uh, Trey Turner did get a double, so he extends his hitting streak to 24. But the Pirates are now 5-1. Worst team in baseball. It's like the first time in like 50 years. The team that had the worst run differential beat the team three straight that had the best run differential which is what the case was with Pittsburgh uh, and L.A. Uh, amazing. You know, and now they got the Mets coming to town. Just go show you want to beat the boys in Vegas in baseball? Good luck. Uh, good luck. Although I did tell my guys to bet the Pirates yesterday. I wasn't going to fight it. Dodgers game one, Dodgers game two. But then, you know, sometimes it's like I told you yesterday in the show, right? I, I could see, you know, people say, well, the Dodgers aren't going to win, uh, lose against the Pirates. And then when they lose, they say, well, they're not going to lose two in a row against the Pirates. And then when they lose two in a row, they're going to say, well, they're not going to lose three in a row against, you know, when is it? Yeah, they can. They can. It's baseball. Teams lose 64, you know, basically games anywhere between 50, you know, 60 to, to 75 games a year. Uh, they can lose to even the pathetic teams who win, you know, 60 to 65 games a year. So that was one of those things last night. But Turner did extend his hitting streak to 24. Goldschmidt extended his hitting streak to 23 for St. Louis in their win uh, earlier in the afternoon. How about the Nationals getting shut out? By the Mets, back-to-back shutouts. They've now gone 21 straight innings without scoring a run. 21, two and a half games, basically. That's, you know, they are just awful. Just awful. Speaking of shutout, Twinkies got shut out seven times already this year in the nightcap of their day-night doubleheader with Detroit. That's a major league worst. Seven shutouts for Minnesota for a team that's in first place. Uh, how weird is that? Gotta love this story. Good old job. And I brought this up, <clears throat> as uh, we always do. We're ahead of the game here. He's pissed off that the Yankees didn't support him. And I said at the time, when this uh, goofy story came out about Tim Anderson, who cares? He called him Jackie. Big stinking deal. God, stop being so anal, people. <clears throat> right? But what did I say I, at the time? I said, you know, Aaron Boone, he didn't throw him under the bus, <clears throat> but he certainly didn't drive the bus away from him either. Uh, he just, uh, this is just my opinion uh, that somewhere he should not be going. Well, what, what is that? He's your player, you idiot. And then Aaron Judge saying, I just don't think it's the right thing to, to do there. Well, again, you know, this is your teammate. He didn't call him the N-word, for goodness sakes. And if he did something crazy like that, okay, I get it. But, uh, you know, in a little bit of a, in a way to get under a guy's skin, he calls him Jackie, and then that's going to have the, the teammates and the manager bail out on you? And that's what I said at the time, and then that's what Donaldson is now saying now. I think that was tough to hear for sure. Just for the simple fact that I pride myself on being a good teammate, and everywhere I went, every organization that I've been a part of, minus Oakland, has offered me an extension. They wanted me back. So, little dissension in the stanky locker room. Typical New York stankies. Tip and showing their true colors. God forbid they should actually, you know, defend one of their own. And then you see what they did? And this is actually pretty good marketing, I must say. 
the angels are in town and i really i don't know why you know if it's all about making money then i, I don't know why the other teams don't do this but they were selling otani jerseys in their uh, team store so what well it's the yankee team store it's not the angels team store you know um i remember as a red Sox fan growing up going to the games at stanky stadium you know trying to find red Sox paraphernalia wasn't easy you could you know they, they would sell some caps and, and a couple of different things you know they didn't necessarily have team stores back then they basically just little concession stands we had to buy things but you know it, it wasn't easy just to see otani you know but that's otani and although by the way he can become a free agent at the end of next season so there's some thought about the yankees trying to uh you know convince him to join the yanks and not sign an extension uh maybe a little gamemanship by the yankees but that is a little weird selling other people's uh, merchandise in your own team store but that's again that's the yankees bailing out on josh donaldson's true new york stanky and that's the uh, the, the stanky way for sure all right, NHL later on tonight. Uh, well, let's talk about last night. Rangers 6-2 over Tampa Bay. My, what a joke. Um, everyone thinking that we were going to get, you know, a 2-1 game. Forget about that. Rangers scored a minute and change into the game. We hit on our, by the way, a goal in the first five minutes. How about that? Uh, I don't know why. I just played a little hunch. Just, you know, just looking through some of the props yesterday, and I wasn't big on shots on goal because there's going to be so few in this series. And, you know, that one came across my eyes. I was like, you know what? I, I got a feeling. I just got a strange feeling. Tampa Bay has been off for a little while. I could see them coming out flying, or I could see them coming out flat. I could see the Rangers be coming out all juiced up. I, I just get a sense that maybe that we had a goal in the first five minutes, and we did. So we hit a nice fat little plus 220 because uh, uh, the Rangers scored a minute and 11 seconds into the game. So, and then, then the, you know, just it didn't stop after that. I mean, Vasilevsky, just brutal. Just, just you know, soft goal after soft goal after soft goal. You know, Tampa Bay is obviously not going to win this series if he plays like that. However, I will tell you that Tampa Bay lost to Toronto game one, and they were able to come back and win that series, obviously. Uh, it took them to seven games, but they did win. They obviously, they swept Florida, so they didn't lose game one there. But it, it's it's long, long, long ways from being over. Tampa Bay 18-0 after a playoff loss. So, so let's not give up hope on our Tampa Bay versus Colorado Stanley Cup Finals ticket. Game two tonight in Colorado. Speaking of which, I like Edmonton tonight. Here's why. Oilers are 2-0 and in game twos after losing game one in the first two series. They lost game one to the LA Kings. They won game two. They lost game one to Calgary. They won game two. Colorado won game one against Nashville. Game two, while they did win, it was in overtime. Game two, after winning game one against St. Louis, they lost game two. So you have three games in which it favors Edmonton. Edmonton winning twice, Colorado losing once. And then the one Colorado win came in overtime. So there's a little something about this game two. Little karma, positive on Edmonton side, negative on Colorado side. I know that doesn't sound like a whole heck of a lot, but, you know, it does to me. It tells me the Oilers are able to rebound. They're not going to keep their head in the sand. And it tells me Colorado may get a little giddy after easy game one victories. And both were, kind of like this one was, against uh, uh, Nashville and St. Louis. Both, both were easy game one wins. So, that man, you don't know about the goaltender situation. You know, hockey's got to reveal itself a little bit better than what it does with these injuries. So, I, you know, play a little hunch. Edmonton's plus 145. I wouldn't be laying the minus 175, I'll tell you that. Hard not to like the over. Uh, it, it really is after watching game one, 
But, you know, could the teams, you know, play a little bit more conservative, saying that we, we can't do that, especially if a backup goaltender's in there for Colorado? I could see that. So I would not bet at the under, but it wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world to see this one be 4-1, 3-2, that, that type of thing, rather than uh, eight goals, a lot of goals. Uh, that Someone's got to score five goals. That's a lot of goals. Uh, that, that really is. So I kind of like Edmonton tonight, and uh, – I wouldn't uh, at this point. I, I want to say I like the under, but you just you, you can't play the under. You'd be kicking yourself when, when it's uh, you know five three in the second period like it was in game one. All right, phone calls, little tennis lock of all locks coming up next right here. Opposite Pick Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, one five nine. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. That one, not a ground ball. That one hit well. Out to deep left center. Yaz all the way back. He'll leap, and he caught it up against the wall. Kostremski just robbed Castellanos of extra bases. Two down. Watch him. He has a beat on it. He knows where he's at. He checks the wall. He knows he's on the warning track. He gets to the wall and then makes a perfect time jump. That's just a great play. He makes that look a lot easier than it is. But it's just having the awareness of knowing where the wall is. And this is a place he doesn't play a whole lot. We had any just like we would on normal conversations within the issues that we had. We all had a lot of dialogue. Probably since I've been here, but I've also been in the ACC meeting for all those years when I was a head coach. One of the best dialogues as far as a group of coaches with with everyone speaking and having opinions that I've been around, one of the best ones we had because everybody knows the pressing issues. But we had dialogue. If we had an opinion, we had an opinion. I mean, we all discussed things very professionally in the right way. We spoke very in the beginning, and what they accused us of. You know, we both think we said it, it's over. With. We're done talking about it. What happens, and we're moving on to the future. What goes on, and try to fix the problems of what we have in college football. We're a lot more pressing needs than our arguments. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Yeah, that's a good one there. 844-843-6879. We'll get the phone calls here in a second. Uh, first up. Uh, that was uh, Mikey Skremski, Yaz, his uh, nephew, uh, NBCSN in California with the call there. And then uh, Jimbo Fisher at the SEC spring uh, training press conferences, uh, already promoting college football in the spring. You know, three months away, they're talking about money and giving kids money and everything else, right? And they're having spring press conferences. Unbelievable. Uh, I'm disappointed in Fisher there. You know what? Keep it going. What's the difference? You know why? I'll tell you why. It wasn't Jimbo. It wasn't the SEC. It wasn't even the NCAA president. It was 130 other college football coaches saying, what what are you doing, you idiot? What did I say? Uh... You said you you revealed the magic words that everyone knows we're doing something wrong, but you actually brought it into the forefront. You know, the dirty message there in that little spat between, uh, you know, he said and she said was not what Nick Saban said. It was what Jimbo Fisher said. Of course, the media is too stupid to pick up on it. You know, but Fisher, Jimbo, you know, Nick didn't necessarily accuse uh, Fisher of doing anything wrong. He just, you know, basically said you're manipulating the rules and you're paying these kids in essence. But, you know, uh, that that's allowed. But 
Fisher said that Saban was basically breaking the rules. Go check and see how Saban's done his work. I've been on his staff. Go find out why guys haven't gone back to him. Go see how he got to be on top. It's a little different when you have all the best players. He was accusing Saban of cheating. That, that's what he was doing. He almost saying, like, I know. I was there. I saw it. Go ahead. Check it out. That's what people should be delving into. Okay, so expand on that, Jimbo. You're you're basically accusing him of cheating. So what did he do? Did he give cars? Did he give tractor trailers? Is this like Hoop Dreams there, whatever that movie was with, with Nick Nolte way back when? I mean, you know, elaborate a little bit on uh, what you think Nick did. But, you know, does the media pick up on that? Nah, of course not. Eh, media, what a sad group of people. Our profession's just going right right down the basket. Hell in a handbasket. Just absolutely stupid. It's like, let's get the dumbest people and get, make the media members. All right. I brought this up two days ago, and I'm going to bring it up again. To a lesser extent, but still a good one. Nadal versus the Joker. If that was a 10 on them reaching 38 games in tennis, then Nadal versus Zverev is probably an eight, maybe an eight and a half. It's a goofy bet, but not really. It's goofy because you're betting tennis, and most people don't bet tennis or even follow tennis. But here's the deal. You can bet on how many games a match will go. Most matches, early rounds, one-sided. Six, they're all straight said win. Six, two, six, three, six, four. Boom. Uh, and the total games ends up being like 25. And all FanDuel and the others do is take those averages for those players and follow along. But as the tournament gets deeper, obviously the competition gets better. So Rafi or Zverev is not going to beat an opponent straight sets. It's just not going to happen. The, the, the other guys are too good. But the averages stay low. They may go up a little bit, but they stay low. And I told you that with Rafi and the Joker, right? It was only 37 and a half. And it didn't necessarily blow by the total. I will say that, but 39, but it won. It, it was a winner. And the philosophy of it going four sets made it be a winner. And that's what I'm telling you with uh, Rafi and, and Zerv. They got a, a total of 38 and a half on FanDuel. Um, without getting it, because we don't have a whole lot of time, but without getting into the nuances of it all, all you need is one guy to win a set. As long as it's not a straight set win, that will go over the 38 and a half. And FanDuel even offers adjusted lines. You could go over 40 and a half at plus odds, which is a beautiful thing. The, the, the basic, you know, now is 36 and a half minus one third. There's no way in the world Again, it would have to be a straight set win because, and I will tell you, as good as Rafi is, he has lost three of his last four against Zverev. So now this is the French, so you know Rafi's not going to roll over. So you know he's good for at least one set. The fact that Zverev has won three of the last four makes me think he is at least good for one set. And chances are both these guys win two sets and it goes to a five set. But let's just say it goes to four sets and somebody wins three sets to one. Well, that's six, four, six, four, six, four, six, four. That's 40. Over under is 36 and a half. Someone's going to win a set six, three. No, that means that that means he'd have to break the other guy twice. It doesn't happen. Zverev got his serve broken twice. The entire match, let alone in one game, in one set. 
the entire match against uh, the Alcatraz kid. Uh, Rafi got his service broken twice the entire match against uh, the Joker. It, it, it doesn't happen with this at this level. These guys win their their uh, serves because they're so good. They're hitting the ball 150 miles an hour, and they're basically going to a tiebreaker. I'm telling you. And that's where FanDuel and the others are missing the boat because they're just taking their averages of all their blowout wins. But when it gets to the semifinals like this, there's no way. There's just no way in my that match can't go at least four sets, which will go over. I, I would bet all the way. Go. Uh, they got adjusted line of over 39 and a half at plus 120. They had 40 and a half last night. It's funny. They took it off the board. Um, but go over. I, I, I would go over 39 and a half plus 120. I would go over 36 and a half minus the 130. You're not laying much juice there, and that's a big uh, margin. Three extra. Game. The, the, I tell you. I know it sounds goofy. You can bet football, you can get basketball, <clears throat> you can bet baseball, all the others. You'll never get an easier bet than betting this uh, tennis over games. I'm, I'm telling you right now, do it. it they play tomorrow morning. Uh, the match will already be underway. So that's why I'm mentioning it uh, now. 844-843-6879. Dominic uh, in East Rochester starts us off. What's going on, Dom? How are you on this uh, Thursday? I'm okay, Scotty. How are you doing? <clears throat> Not bad. Well, I guess do have a word on Donaldson, but uh, you know, on the betting front, uh, I, I wanted to call your show this afternoon to follow up on yesterday's call, but uh, Yankees are playing this afternoon, so that ain't going to happen. But uh, I have liked your <laughs> priorities. shots. On, I have liked your shots. At, well, maybe they're playing. I don't know anymore. But uh, I like your shots on goal betting uh, the last few weeks and this tennis thing is is probably a pretty good thing uh but on your show yesterday afternoon uh in addition to you know mentioning betting against the yankees every day uh which may not have worked this year i i don't expect you to remember but i mentioned the colorado rockies over because yep i are going to roll out these yeah, they're going to roll out these juiced-up baseballs, Scotty, because the batting averages in Major League Baseball are a joke. You happen to have three guys over three under. There's many, many, many teams. Most teams don't have a guy batting three under. So they're already rolling out the juice baseballs. And last night, Scotty, 40 runs in the double header and in one game Colorado only scored one run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One run. And there was forty runs. Now I'm like you sometimes. Was I on the bet? No, of course I wasn't on the bet because I was <laughs> driving and I didn't get it in. So Scotty, listen, on Donaldson you know, yesterday he had about a 20-minute press conference. Did you know that? No. No, I saw some weird clips of it, but well, I didn't he see did. it. Well, he had, it was about 20 minutes at least, okay? And, it was, you know, Donaldson being Donaldson, as Yankee fans, we knew this guy was a loose cannon. Let me tell you this, Scotty, and maybe you'll agree with the way the Yankees do things. They will reel this guy in, and you won't hear a peep out of this guy, whether it's today or tomorrow. This guy will be shut down 
and you won't hear another word out of this guy. And I'll be shocked if I'm wrong on that, Scotty, because the Yankees are not going to let this guy be out there just saying whatever he wants. They don't do it that way. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, you got it, Tom. Good job. Uh, I, I think you're right about that. And I think there's a part of him that just feels alienated. And, and has to be saying to himself, boy, you know what? I don't have any friends in this locker room. So, been a long time since I covered the Yankees, but uh, I'd be curious how that works. 750 players, Dom. Only 19 are batting 300 or higher. 19 out of 750. Ops of picks coming up next. More phone calls as well. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Music means time to take out those pad and pencils, get set for the fastest and more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks you newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why we like one team, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, systems, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. Uh, three and four yesterday, so we're 200 up, 230 down as uh, we back to we're back to losing a couple of shekels here going opposite uh, so put to the uh, to the board we go again with a seven packing game a little bit of everything tonight gonna start in the NBA where it's game one NBA finals uh, I told you love Golden State laying the four versus Boston you know what I know the Celtics have won five of the last six against the Warriors over the last few years nine of the last 14 as well including many in in the uh, uh, Oakland San Francisco the Bay Area but you know what Warriors have the best player and they get the best starting five 99 times out of 100 in the NBA, that gets the job done. Uh, I'm rooting for Boston, hoping for Boston, betting on Boston, but uh, my brain says Golden State. Love the Warriors here laying four. Uh, Give me the Celtics plus the four. Pick number two, over seven and a half, Edmonton at Colorado. I mean, how can't you play the over, right, after watching game one of the series? I mean, they're still scoring goals, for goodness sakes. Yeah, they could respond. They could play more conservative, but throw in that both backup goaltenders could get in there. You figure one of the two will. Uh, and until it happens, you just have to keep on betting the over. It's one of those, where if it doesn't happen, okay. But, boy, watching game one and watching Edmonton play this postseason, Colorado as well, goaltending has not been great. Love the over here. Eh, give me under seven and a half. Pick number three, baseball. Cincinnati laying a buck twenty-five versus Washington. We're actually putting American money on the Reds, and we're laying odds, Scott. Yeah, we are. You know why? Because the Reds have won five of seven, and the Nationals are on a twenty-one inning scoreless drought, and they send one and eight one a dome to the hill. Good grief! Even Cincinnati should be able to beat the snot of the Nationals. Give me the Nationals plus the 105. Pick number four, Baltimore plus 105 versus Seattle. Orioles won last night, so they're now back over 500 at home, 13 and 12. Not bad. Mariners lost again on the road last night to Baltimore, obviously, so they fall to 9 and 19 on the road. So I got a team that's over 500 versus a team that's way under 500 on the road, and I'm getting odds. Love Baltimore here. 
Uh, give me uh, Seattle minus the 125. Pick number five, Milwaukee laying a buck 20 versus San Diego. You know what? Padres just in one of those funks. I don't doubt for a second they'll break out of it in a few days, maybe even uh, you know later this week. But for now, you got to keep playing against them. They lost six of eight, scoring more importantly just 20 runs in those eight games. That's less than three runs a game. The balls are being juiced. Balls flying out all over the place for every team except the San Diego Padres. And now I get the Brewers at home laying only a minus 20. Oh, love Milwaukee here. Uh, give me San Diego at even. Pick number six, Mets against the L.A. Dodgers. You know what? I'll take the Mets getting odds against anybody, anywhere, anyhow, and that's going to be the case here. Uh, they played late last night, did L.A. There's no doubt they're going to be smarting uh, from getting swept by the Pittsburgh Pirates, but they're a minus 174 favorite. Mets coming back getting 146. I got 3-0 Ty Walker on the hill for uh, the Metsies. Uh, Gonsolin's on the hill for the Dodgers. I get that, but listen. Uh, anytime again, I get the Mets that getting monster odds plus 146. Boy, they just an overlay on the Dodgers. It's amazing. Love the Mets here. Uh, give me the Dodgers minus the uh, the 176. Pick number seven uh, as uh, we uh, try and get a line here. Oh, there you go. Miami uh, minus 148 versus San Francisco. Marlins just put 25 runs on the board in a doubleheader against Colorado. Now, I know the game is not in Colorado. It's in Miami, but still their offense has come alive for sure. Uh, and now you get a San Francisco team that's scuffling a little bit, trying to score some runs coming off a nice series in Philadelphia. Uh, bottom line is uh, Alcantara's on the hill as well. The Marlins' best pick. He's been pitching great of late. Love, love, love Miami here. Swinging a good bats, laying less than a buck fifty. Yeah, give me the Giants uh, plus the one twenty. All right, opposite picks: Celtics plus four against Golden State. Under seven and a half, Colorado, Edmonton, Washington Nationals. Oh, pains me to say it. Plus one oh five at the Cincinnati Reds. Seattle Mariners, uh, minus 125 against the Baltimore O's. San Diego Fathers, even at the Milwaukee. Dodgers laid 175 against the New York Mets. And uh, give me San Francisco, plus the 120 against the Miami Marlins. Opposite picks for a Thursday, June 2nd. Good luck, folks. <coughs> All right, and uh, with that, we'll post those on the website, as we always do. Uh, at oppositepicks.com. Uh, 844-843-6879. We got our pyramid plays. We got our open parlays to get to and uh, all our other baseball plays and the little tidbits that we like to throw at you if uh, lightning strikes a parlay as well. First up, a couple, four, uh, a couple more phone calls. Uh, Randy in Washington joins us. What's going on, Randy? How are you on this Thursday? I'm okay, Mr. Wetzel. Good morning there. Uh, first off, uh, was was Dopey Dom saying that we're going to lose, uh, or the Yankees are going to lose Josh Donaldson over this stupid Jackie comment? Is, is that really going to happen, Mr. Wetzel? You know, listen, they signed him to a two-year deal, or they have him on a two-year deal left uh, with the trade, so I, I don't think they're going to release him, but they're, they're going to alienate him. I, you know, maybe they would look to move him. Maybe. I mean, that would that'd be kind of cutting off your nose to spite your face, and that would be showing the Yankee true colors. All the issues going on with players and everything else, and Roy, they, they sat around uh, Randy and watched the uh, guys stick needles in their ass year after year after year after year. That's all okay, but now the guy says a Jackie comment just to try and get under the skin of an opponent. And, and all of a sudden you're going to dump the guy, I'd be surprised. 
Yeah. Well, the Yankees were just trying to keep up with the Royd Sox as far as needles in the ass goes. Anyhow, uh, is Coco Goff playing this morning? I think Coco Goff's playing. You know that as uh, Scott Wesselites, all, all his Scott Wessel followers, we more way more interested in women's tennis than men's tennis. Uh, I was watching a little bit this morning. It looked like Swiatek, uh, Iga Swiatek was was beating the other good-looking babe. But Coco's yeah. playing this morning. Isn't she Wessel, Mr. Wessel? I'll let you go, Mr. Wessel. See ya. All right, Randy. Good job. Yep, uh, Switek did win. She reached the finals. She won six two six one. See, this is why my little system. Uh, I always preface, although I don't think I did this morning, but I always say you don't do it with the women because the women you do see a lot of six two six one matches. Like the over under games for Switek and uh, Kasatkina. Is that how you pronounce it? I, I don't know what it was, but it was uh, they only read the the the, uh, the Katina girl only won three games, so that would have gone under more than likely. Uh, but Coco is playing. She won the first set six three, and she's tied in the second set one uh, one with Martina. Trevisan, uh, T-R-E-V-I-S-A-M. So if uh, she wins, that's the semifinal. So the winner there is going to face uh, the Switek uh, girl, so who was a heavy, heavy favorite at the beginning of the tournament. And if you listen to the podcast, uh, Doc George gave us that one. Uh, although she was the favorite, so it doesn't like not like he went out on a limb. But still, yes. But she is uh, leading at six three six one. I'll update that score for you one more time uh, before we are through. But that's a great, just a great example of. You don't do the over games with the women, There's, especially on clay. Uh, there's just too many one-sided affairs. So, um, but the men, the men, absolutely, and, and the men play uh, tomorrow. So, all right, let's uh, check out our pyramid plays yesterday. Uh, nothing in the NBA, obviously. We gave it out the under Tampa Bay Rangers. I can't believe that thing went over. It wasn't even close, though. Well, I don't know how the boys in Vegas knew, but, boy, the whole world was. They see, again, another example. The whole world, everybody loved, 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 loved the under, right? It's got to go under, got to go under. Best two goaltenders in the history of mankind. And it was five and a half. It was a stinky line, and sure enough, the game goes over. We did hit our props. Nice little plus 220, a score in the first five minutes. Cha-ching, cha-ching on that one. So that'll compensate for that under Tampa Bay loss. Uh, well, we got burned by the stinking Astros. They won, but we laid the run and a half. And they had a 5-3 lead heading to the bottom of the ninth. And they gave up one run, and they only went 5-4. to four. So we lost out on that one. All right, so our uh, best plays today, NBA. Golden State laying the four. Um, hope I'm wrong, but uh, I think the Warriors uh, at home, game one, they're got to be all pumped up to go, and I think they win big. NBA props. I'm gonna go. This is a little bit of a off the off the beaten path here, a little bit. Uh, over six and a half points, Kevon Looney. Uh, you know, Celtics really don't have a true true center. Uh, you know, maybe Robert Williams, but you never know. Sometimes he plays great, other times he plays lousy. Um, you know, I, I can't get seven points out of Looney. I think uh, we will. So over six and a half points, uh, come on, Looney. NHL, I told you, I think Edmonton, you know, I, I do like Edmonton and I like the over, but I'll, I'll play uh, the best one I think is probably Edmonton plus the 145 at Colorado. NHL props, over two and a half shots on goal. Darnell Nurse plus 145. Um, that's going to be a good one. He's a defenseman. He gets a ton of shots on goals. I think they're going to get the benefit of the doubt. I think there's going to be a lot of power play opportunities, and that creates shots on goal for the defense. So over two and a half, Darnell Nurse. We'll stay away from the big boys. 
Uh, MLB, best play. You know what? I can't believe I'm going to say this, but uh, Cincinnati laying the odds against Washington. Washington is atrocious. They're not scoring, and they got their worst pitcher on the hill. And Cincinnati's only at home, minus 140. Got to play the Reds. If you're only going to play one, or play the day, I tell you, I do like Cincinnati. I, I can't believe I'm saying that. But... Uh, you know, I wrote down Golden State, but could I see the Celtics winning? You know, my heart's getting involved in this. So, uh, you know what? I can't believe it, but give me the Cincinnati Reds. I think the Reds, I mean, Washington is just awful. They're going to be the worst team in baseball. Um, they, they, they are they're just uh, 21 straight innings without scoring. Now, a little different facing the Reds pitcher versus the Mets pitching staff. I know that, but uh, all this talk about trading Juan Soto and everything. Yeah, you know what? Give me Cincinnati. Let me let me change it. Uh, Cincinnati minus the one forty is uh, if you're only going to play one, that that would be the way to go. So our baseball plays nice four and one yesterday. We hit with the Mets laying a run and a half. We hit with Cleveland laying a run and a half. We hit uh, with the Red Sox laying a run and a half. Uh, we hit with Tampa Bay versus Texas. We were not laying a run and a half on that one. And uh, we would have won five and zero, oh, except we were laying a run and a half with the Astros, and we lost that one. So four and one, uh, we dropped our deficit from a thousand bucks to six hundred and twenty because we were getting odds. That's our new system. Not only do we play favorites sometimes or underdogs, but we'll lay a run and a half to get odds in our favor. So we picked up a nice uh, four hundred bucks yesterday. So we're now uh, fifty six up, seventy seven down. If you're a hundred dollar player, you're only now minus six twenty two. So. Let's throw those off the board. We'll erase those. Where are we going today? Well, I got to take a little flyer on the uh, on the White Sox plus one seventy against Toronto. I know Manoa's on the hill for Toronto. He's been one of their aces, five and one. But yeah, Cueto's on the hill for the White Sox. He's pitched well uh, as well. So uh, that's a big fat number. I'll take the White Sox. Why not? I'm going to go Baltimore lay a run and a half plus one eighty at home against Seattle to win that series. I'm going to grab the Brewers minus one and a half plus one sixty five against San Diego, and we're going to take the Mets lay a run and a half plus two thirty at the L.A. Dodgers. White Sox, Orioles, Brewers, Mets, the last three laying a run and a half getting monster odds. That's how we're going to play it from here on out. We're going to lay the run and a half for the most part. All right, quick break, then we'll come back. We'll give our open parlays and lightning strike picks and a couple of other stories that we didn't have time to delve into too much. Opposite picks on Sports Grid Radio Series 60159. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the SportsGrid Radio Network. All right, uh, welcome back. Ops Picks uh, as we fly by here. Quickest little radio. Uh, golf up 2-1 now in that second set after winning the first set as she tries to advance on to the finals where she'll take uh, Iga Swiatek who won earlier in straight set 6-2, uh, 6-1. All right, our open parlays. Here we go. Here's what we're going to do. By the way, the Nationals lost again yesterday by double digits. They now have 33 losses, 29 by two runs or more. That is amazing. That is, they don't only lose, they lose big. Wow, that, that's kind of funny. All right, uh, we'll start with our If Lightning Strikes parlay, which uh, we missed yesterday. We uh, lost with the A's, we lost with the Reds, we did win with the Pirates, and we lost with the Nationals, so we didn't even come close. So scratch number 29 off the board 
loser. Uh, if lightning strikes, Mets, decent dogs, White Sox, decent dogs, Celtics, and Oilers, decent dogs. We'll play them all. Five bucks. If we win, uh, we win $190. We're 0 for 29. We're at minus 155. We told you we'd go to 200 bucks, then we'd bail and go on to something else. But uh, so far, 0 for 29. Six-team open parlay. Uh, the Stankies uh, or the uh, Astros let us down. We got greedy. Every time I get greedy, uh, it costs us. We took the Astros laying a run and a half. We should have just played them straight, uh, but we didn't. So strike 31 off the board. Now we're open parlay number 32. We're 2-29, and 29, still good for 263 bucks, but we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. We, we can't get greedy. We, we you know our, our funds are depleting, so let's go real conservative. We'll take the Stankies game two of their day-night doubleheader against the Angels, the one that the Detmers kid uh, throws. He, he's scheduled for game two. If it flips to game one, then we'll take him against game one. But uh, he really has, outside of his no-hitter, he's not pitched well. So Yankees uh, minus 156. Put 100 bucks on them. If they win, you win $64. Uh, underdog parlay, we lost with Arizona. They didn't win against Atlanta, unfortunately. So we're going to go to Edmonton. The Oilers plus the 145. 25 bucks. Quarter of a unit. 25 to win 36. Edmonton at Colorado. And there you go. We are set. Enjoy the rest of your day, folks. I will be filling in again on Moneyline uh, from 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern time right here on Sports Grid Radio. And then obviously later on tonight. So we'll talk to you later uh, right here on Sports Grid Radio.